Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. Climate Aligned is building the world's first human-led, AI-assisted platform with the ability to analyze any bond issuer, borrower, bond, or loan against any standard, framework, taxonomy, or expert opinion in a fully customizable way, thanks to generative AI. I'm excited to have Krista Tukienen, Climate Alliance Chief Commercial Officer, as my guest for today's episode of the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Building on the new generation of large language models and tools, Climate Aligned is on a mission to change investor and capital provider workflows for the better and for good. Krista believes there is enough money in the world to solve the climate crisis, and much of it is funneled through debt capital markets. We will hear more of her story in a moment, but first, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. If you're tuning in to this podcast, you already understand the crucial role finance plays in the transition to a sustainable future. With the right individuals leading the way in top companies, sustainability becomes more than just a buzzword. That's why we're excited to have Acre as our sponsor. As a world-leading sustainability search and recruitment company, Acre enables organizations to create real change by embedding and developing purpose-driven people in their teams. Visit the Acre website to learn more about their latest opportunities or to get in touch about building your perfect team. Hello, Krista, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hi, Paul. It's great to be with you today. Yes, we're excited to learn about what Climate Aligned is doing, and you're going to be featured during COP28. Uh, Is that right? Climate Aligned is scheduled to do an official launch of its generative AI platform at COP28 on December 5th. 2023. So please tell our followers about this exciting opportunity. Yes, very happy to. Um, Indeed, us, like many, many other people, will be making their way towards Dubai and the UAE for COP28. A pivotal moment, as we know, in the sustainable finance and overall um, climate action calendar, if you will. Um, so Climate Aligned, as you as you there prefaced, and thank you for the kind introduction, uh, we're a fintech startup company based in, in London. So I'm tuning in from London today. Uh, we're about a year old. Uh, we're building, building this um, generative AI-powered software for investors um, and also bankers engaged in the, the bond and overall debt capital markets to help them pinpoint opportunities and be able to conduct these analyses and, and sort of workflows around sustainable finance with a climate focus um, to make moving capital into the right places uh, just that little bit or hopefully quite a bit uh, easier to, to do in practice. And um, we've been doing this sort of in-depth exploration of the problem space, if you will. So we've spoken to at least 60 professionals in the last uh, nine months or so. And based on their insights, really started to see how you can put some of this technology including the things that power things like ChatGPT, which a lot of things a lot of people will have heard of in, in recent months, into actual industry grade use. And we'll talk about what that means um, in a moment as well. And based off of that exploration and our technology development, we're now 
in the sort of crunch time and getting ready to to actually launch the platform for customers to use. And we'll be hosting um, actually a number of events at COP, but the main the main one will indeed take place on on December fifth. So we're really excited to not only have launched the company um, from having built sort of under the radar for for the last year. Uh, we did that at the start of September, but now we'll actually be able to to show people what the product is um, is all about. Great. Now you're developing this platform with partners who are looking for an edge in their decision making, starting with the bond market. Why did you start with the bond market? Yes, and that's a, that is a good question. Um, so first, the, there was a kind of obvious fit in terms of my background. As you know, we've discussed the green bonds and climate bonds as a mechanism for, for a while now. And my background is I spent um, the last several years working at an NGO called the Climate Bonds Initiative, which was the first in the world to put in place this idea of how do we classify uh, things that are sort of already aligned with a climate resilient and low carbon future and those that maybe need a little bit more work to get there. So they popularized this concept of a taxonomy. And I spent um, a couple of years there leading the, the data and analysis and sort of market intelligence work, as we called it, in terms of getting that information operationalized. So deploying some of those standards that were being developed together with market makers across the world and getting actual usable investor-ready data out there to the world. And it uh, turns out that that's obviously quite a manual process to do, and it's really hard to keep up with all the sort of varying definitions, especially now that luckily many, many more regulators and other parties are getting involved in developing those rule sets. Um, so we've noticed there was a gap in, in the market. And at the same time, some of these technologies around the AI and machine learning side were coming to kind of market readiness, if you will. So there's an element of my background, but also to those who may not be as familiar with the bond markets, um, it is the largest capital market segment in the world. So the last I checked on Bloomberg uh, a couple of days ago, the outstanding volume was somewhere around uh, 167 trillion US dollars. And that is obviously a lot of money. It's also how we're going to be directing a lot of the investments that are necessary to either refinance existing assets and then to finance the development of completely new assets and projects, especially in infrastructure, but also just generally changing supply chains and, and value chains in major industries. That will be done through uh, debt capital rather than equity, though it obviously also has a has a kind of a, a big role to play in this. And maybe because of that, there had been these uh, sort of fairly well-established mechanisms of green bonds and other what we call labeled bonds. So bonds where an issuer company or country or other type of entity will go to market and and sort of ask investors for a specific amount of money to, that will then be ring-fenced or earmarked only towards sustainability-related outcomes. So it was kind of a logical place to start to see how we can make those types of workflows more efficient and then start to connect them to being able to assess the transition potential and progress for entire issuers and sectors and even countries. And there's really a dearth of solutions for bond investors at the moment. Um, if you're investing into bonds or other debt or fixed income instruments, you're looking at different types of holding patterns, 
um, different types of timeframes when you're engaging with the issuer or the financing um, instrument or security, which means that the signals for progress that you look for are very different than they would be in, say, public equity markets, which tend to be a lot more liquid. So you might be holding on to a green bond or another type of bond for several decades even, which if you're a big uh, big bondholder, then that means you have a lot of power to um, to sort of demand to see changes um, in an issuer's behavior as well. So those are some of the reasons why we decided to start here and then expand into covering other asset classes um, in the near future as well. Yes, and for comparison purposes, I believe the public equity markets uh, on a global basis are valued at somewhere between 85 and $90 trillion. So it's about half the size of the, of the global bond market. Now, how will your platform enable original insight using trusted and transparent AI speed and scale? Yeah, that is the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> I'll start by what we actually do and then talk a little bit about why we think this is revolutionary and importantly, why the intention of putting artificial intelligence and machine learning to industry grade use here, we think, uh, makes a lot of sense and isn't intended to put anyone out of a job, but really to make the expert humans workflows just a lot easier so we can focus on the hard problems that still need solving in, in the climate crisis. Um, so what we're able to do by combining uh, the specifically created and trained and tuned large language models, so things that haven't been trained on the entire internet, but really on sustainable finance relevant data only, is to retrieve and access data at scale, which means that investors and other um, also sell-side sort of research analysts and similar people have, have uh, timely and, and sort of high coverage data sets at their disposal. So instead of having to go online to, say, Google and search for PDF documents individually and not really knowing when things get updated, you can get access to those things through an automated pipeline at the scale of your entire investable universe, or maybe in the case of a bank, your entire potential customer universe. Then we get into the actual use of the language models. So we are able to, by training and tuning these models with the sort of specific data, but also very specific questions, we can process insights out of these data at scale, which obviously enables the kind of um, specific answers to generic questions, but also very detailed uh, kind of criteria, which a lot of these assessment frameworks, taxonomies, classification systems and the like are made up of which then makes the, the assessment by, by definition also very customizable. So in the event of you know, definitions changing, either in internal processing from say an asset manager who's decided or noticed uh, evolutions in client demand, someone doesn't like nuclear power anymore, someone wants to emphasize green solutions versus transition investments and so on and so forth, or regulators updating their taxonomies, the SEC introducing new rules, you know, incentives being put in place in the economy, like the US IRA, for example, you don't have to go through a manual redo of, you know, assessment spreadsheets when that changes, change takes place. Um, instead, you can just run the same set of data or an updated set of data against the, the tooling that's powered by these language models and get the updated results in what's very close to, to real time. So we can see how this starts to become a huge time saving in terms of when we're actually doing the, the mapping of what qualifies against the specific um, set of definitions. 
Now, I'm assuming that that same kind of transparency being developed would apply to different use cases for bond proceeds. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So we can do this kind of analysis at any level, really, looking at, obviously, when we're thinking about the labeled bond market, so green social sustainability, sustainability linked, or even transition bonds, which are fewer, but will continue to to sort of proliferate as these these, um, segments of the asset class grow. We can look at the just the kind of ring fence pool of what has actually been financed, either at the stage when an issuer makes a promise. So that, that's typically encapsulated in a green financing framework and some kind of second party opinion or an equivalent set of data, if you will, and then confirmed or kind of tweaked at the post-issuance stage. So you'll see a use of proceeds and an impact report. So we can run those things through the assessment pipeline. And then we can start to connect the dots, which is really crucial um, based on both the the regulatory frameworks that are evolving, but also what investors are telling us on being able to connect the dots of, you know, how do these labeled bonds and their use of proceeds impact the issuer's profile? So how significant is a bond issuance program for an entire company's activities? And are they actually using these funds to move themselves onto or down a net zero transition pathway or an equivalent way of capturing capturing progress. And we can also do that at country level for those investors who invest into sovereign debt, which is obviously, again, something like three quarters of the entire bond market. So countries borrowing money um, from investors is a huge piece of the, the net zero puzzle overall. Krista, how is Climate Align partnering with asset managers and investors to test your generative AI platform? Yes, this is the exciting part, isn't it? Um, so I alluded previously a little bit to the uh, the sort of uh, exploratory research process that we've gone through, which I have to say I've been so pleasantly uh, surprised. I'm not even surprised. People have confirmed my suspicion that there are a lot of people working in sustainable finance who genuinely care not only about their customers and the integrity of their own work, but also the real world impact that we now have to make to draw down emissions and build resilience. So folks have been very, very generous with um, giving some of their time to us to talk through the challenges in their workflows. So we started from there and now we're sort of making that funnel a bit narrower in terms of having built much of the product, we are inviting um, asset managers and banks to to attend what we call a design partnership program, which is effectively our way of characterizing how we do structured testing. And this is typically um, in the the format of something like a monthly call or a meeting if, if folks are here in London in person or we happen to be, you know, crossing paths at places like New York Climate Week <laughs> where we just uh, met as well. Um, and then we, we will be able to show the latest iterations of the product and get specific feedback on features and usability and interfaces and so on. And then that process will culminate to the actual, you know, final version of the product being able to be tested as a fully, you know, end-to-end functional version, which will be 
will be done by by early December, as we discussed. And I should say that for any people working in the the sell side or banking in general, we are going to be kicking off another design partnership cohort in January, which will be solely focused on banks. Um, development banks are also very warmly welcomed and encouraged to uh, to to join us um, to explore these use cases as they relate to really sort of localized funding and also some blended blended finance applications as they relate to to the climate capital puzzle, if you will. Um, and finally, I'll say that from obviously then the the launch itself, the follow up uh, will include obviously inviting everybody to test the product. But if if uh, there are any folks who are now saying, okay, this sounds really relevant, then there's ways to to get in touch and get involved also before uh, the end of the year. That's great. So as you develop this process of testing and and uh, working with different potential users of the platform, please keep us in the loop on any paper, white papers you develop, or any research that we can attach to the uh, to the program either before we launch it uh, to begin with or anytime after it's up because we can we have the capability to do that. Now, one of the things that your website talks about is the passion that you and your team are bringing to this work. What brought that out in people to, to start with? Tell us about that. That is a lovely question. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I'll talk a bit about the founding team first and then I'll talk about uh, the rest of our our group so as I mentioned we're we're a sort of we're a small team growing team uh, currently seven staff um, two person founding team myself and and Alexi um, we're both from from Finland from North Finland and we've always worked on uh, kind of environment and sustainability related topics maybe it's something to do with having grown up in this sort of very uh, privileged when it comes to access to to nature and natural resources type environment where you have you know lakes here and forests there and everywhere and you just kind of you grow up in this mindset of really wanting to do everything you can to protect that and especially now that we're starting to see you know 30 plus uh, centigrade degree temperatures in the arctic and all these Im impacts of of uh, global glo globalized and localized impacts of climate change i should say uh in different parts of the world and so we set out to to sort of develop this company and and build a team of people who genuinely share that vision of we can bring technology together with um the big other big levers of the economy to make a real impact and in this case it's obviously finance for for climate solutions and for the climate transition so we have folks uh you know we have a full stack engineer who just joined from microsoft and we realized as part of the interview process that though we weren't asking for this kind of qualification he had voluntarily decided to go and do a climate policy uh, master's degree uh, here in london at one of one of the universities um, we've also got someone who is um, a native uh, person for coming from India. So he's got a very different kind of point of view to to these sort of some of these climate challenges. And we've talked a lot about also the the kind of climate equity uh, piece there of how can we realize a just transition in the context of somewhere like um, India, which is the world's most populous country, um, and even a colleague all the way from New Zealand who then comes from a completely different context. So you know, we we bring bring all of those perspectives together, and sometimes it's a an in depth debate about a piece of policy making or legislation like the IRA. <laughs> 
or it could be, you know, sharing the best vegan recipes for making, I don't know, scallion <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> so this this manifests itself in, in in several ways. But I have to say, as a new person to the tech industry, it's been also such a great thing to witness um, our technical team and just generally, you know, going through recruitment processes for engineering capabilities that are so specific where folks could choose to just go and work for big tech companies who are, I'm sure, offering very generous compensation packages. But instead, they decide to take, you know, the leap of faith that's required to do something with a very early stage startup and because they really believe in the mission. So there's lots of good people with amazing, diverse skill sets now putting them to use to to try and get us out of this crisis or at least manage the fallout. So I'm very um, privileged to be a part of that, I feel that's wonderful. Well, Crystal, where online can our listeners learn more about Climate Aligned and how can followers of the Sustainable Finance podcast contact you with questions about the topics that we've discussed in today's episode? Thank you for asking. Um, so you can go online to www.climatealigned.co without the M, so .co. Um, you can find all of our contact info on the website, but you can also email me directly at krista at climatealign.co. And the email addresses are the same for, for the whole team. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn and um, X or formerly uh, Twitter as well, where we tend to share content quite regularly, not only about what we're doing, but also what we're seeing in the industry and kind of plugging events where you can meet us in person. And of course, to those who are attending COP28, we'd love to hear from you, uh, whether it's to attend some of the events that we're hosting or speaking at or otherwise, you know, organizing a one-to-one -one discussion or a sort of coffee chat whilst we're, we're sort of all there in, in Dubai for, for a couple of weeks. So I'd start there and I look forward to hearing any and all feedback and, and reflections on the product and more broadly on the kind of spaces where you know technology climate change and, and finance converge well thank you very much krista Tukianen, and for our listeners if you're ready to take your team to the next level or if you're an experienced sustainability professional visit the acre website to get in touch with the right individuals leading the way in your company sustainability becomes more than a buzzword let Acre enable real change by embedding and developing purpose-driven people in your teams. And to our followers, join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Sustainable.